Hello, my name is Tanya, and you are listening to the Tanya Locke Show. So today, I am going to talk about IVF, in vitro fertilization, um, infertility, clomid, abortions, loss of pregnancies, miscarriages, and so forth and so on. Um, I won't speak about all those things into in details, but I will share share with you. Um, I was recently in a conversation with uh, a few women, and we were talking about um, babies. Like you know, some of us have the desire, had the desire to become a mother, and some of us didn't want to have children. Always knew that they didn't want to have kids, and some who are who are in the process of trying to get pregnant and how hard. It is to get pregnant because of whatever reasons. I'm going to share with you my story when it comes to getting pregnant um, and how the, the time, the hard time that we had on that journey. So first, I'd like to go back and say, because this kind of, you know, plugs into the story. But when I was about eight years old, eight or nine years old, I my appendix ruptured. Like they exploded inside my body. Um, so I had an epidectomy where I had my appendix removed. And so from then on, um, of course, I wasn't thinking about kids or trying to get pregnant at that age. But later on in my life, as I um, thought about having kids more and more, I've, I've always desired to be, become a mom. Like I've, you know, ever since I can remember, I wanted to, to be a mother. And when it was time for me to get pregnant, my husband and I, we were we were married for six years before I've even gotten pregnant. But when we started talking about having babies and stuff like that, I was told for some reason that because of my epidectomy that I wouldn't be, be able to have children. Um, I don't know why. I, someone told me that. I don't know. I can't remember if it was a nurse or a doctor or, or someone said to me that I would have a hard time getting pregnant. I guess I just internalized that. And so when it came time for us to start trying, of course, we had a hard time getting pregnant. Um, we started trying. I was about the age of thir- uh, 28, maybe. And um, I was, we were trying to get pregnant and I had gone to all of these, um, specialists and doctors and from one doctor to another one, um, I've tried different things. They put me on Clomid. I've even tried, uh, artificial insemination where, you know, if you know, if you, if you are going through this, you know, the process of artificial insemination, um, but anyhow, I tried to get pregnant. Let me tell you how I was, um, how I found out that I couldn't get pregnant on my own at the time. I went to my doctor and uh, was telling him that what my husband and I was trying to do. And he did some routine blood work. And one of my blood uh, results came back that I had low prolactin. And it was... Um, I also discovered in that time that I had a little uh, uh, micro tumor. It's called, um, what is that tumor called? It's inside of my head. But anyway, it's, it, uh, it's a little tumor that's there. I don't have to have it uh, removed because it's little. But 
but I do get it checked to make sure that it's not growing. But I found out that my uh, prolactin level was, I believe, low. And so I was urged to go to the doctor and have a, a MRI done to see if anything was going on with my head. And sure enough, I have a little tumor there. I can't think of what it's called for some reason. Um, but anyway, so I have this little tumor. And, and so when he did that, he said, you know, because of your... Uh, pituitary tumor that's what it's called pituitary tumor he said because that is connected to your female organs um this may be why you're not getting pregnant but we can't go more into details because that's out of our you know scope of, of specialty so he sent me to um a fertility doctor and so went to the fertility doctor she did all my background stuff and this that or the other and um and so we got the process started and what she found what was keeping me from getting pregnant was that I um had PC she found out that I had PCOS polycystic ovarian ovarian syndrome which basically is when you um most women most normal women um around that time of the month they ovulate and and because they ovulate they get pregnant well for me at that time i was getting the little um clusters of of i don't know cells or eggs you know baby eggs or premature eggs or whatever i was getting those things but they were just clusters you know they didn't mature the eggs never matured they just they just stayed immature eggs and so because they stayed very immature or in the premature stage, um, I didn't ovulate. So I was not getting pregnant. So what they had to do was, I had to take, it's been so, well, it's been about 13 years ago. The twins would be 13 this year, uh, this, this week actually. And so it's been a while ago, but I went through a series of, treatments um with IVF a series of treatments so I found out that I had PCOS um they didn't right away I didn't right away go into IVF in vitro fertilization they did a few other things first we did a case study where they put me on this pill to see if I can you know um, ovulate Kevin and I would do to do um, have sex, make love, whatever you want to call it. We would do that around a certain time. Nothing happened. So we did artificial insemination. Well, we did Clomid first. I mean, second, we did Clomid. Do to do. Nothing happened. Then we moved on to artificial insemination. And this is where it gets, you know, a little deeper to me. Because at this time, um, they had taken out my... Uh, I had to have surgery to have my uh, eggs removed. And so Kevin had to, <laughs> I'm sorry, baby, if you listen to this, you know, I got to tell them what you had to do. Um, Kevin had to do his thing. First of all, they checked him to make sure that it wasn't him that was stopping me from getting pregnant and it wasn't him. Um, but then he had to do his thing in order for us to, you know, do the artificial insemination. And let me tell you, <laughs> it is funny. I mean, it is funny because, you know, 
I've had to have my I had to have my procedure with having the removal of my eggs and stuff like that. And they removed 30 eggs from me. And that's a lot compared to some people I know who've only had five or maybe even two eggs removed. I had 30 to work with. Um, that was a lot of eggs. And so I had that, I had that done. I had to retrieve my eggs and I hyperstimulated, which meant that after they removed my eggs, I don't, you know, I, I don't know exactly what it really means, but after they removed my eggs, so about two to three weeks, it looked like I was like three months pregnant because of whatever happened. I can't remember. It was very uncomfortable. Um, it left me very tired and just out of it for about two to three weeks. Um, so anyway, they did that. And so artificial insemination is, is when they take my eggs and they take my, they take my husband's sperm. And yes, he had to go into a room and ejaculate into a cup. And I was there with him in the room. Not like that, you guys, but I was there with him in the room. And uh, it was kind of funny to us at the time. But he had to ejaculate into a cup. And so they did the artificial insemination of his sperm, my egg. It was ours. It wasn't anybody else's. And nothing happened. At this time, I am super frustrated. And I said, okay. I had a meeting with my doctor. I said, mm, we need to turn this up a notch. What is the next best thing that we can do? for us to get pregnant first of all my husband's insurance he was switching to another job so his insurance um and let me let me let me while i'm on the, the subject of in insurance check if you're trying to get pregnant check your insurance especially if you have blue cross blue shield i know that insurance is a lot different now than it was back in you know 13 years ago but some women, you guys don't check your insurance to see if your insurance will cover some of the costs for your infertility. Even if they don't cover the cost for your actual, like, med your uh, infertility treatments, they cover the cost of so many other um, doctor visits that you may have. So check, make, be sure to check your insurance because I don't think that your insurance is going to actually tell you, yeah, we cover um, in vitro fertilization or any type of... Um, uh, pregnancy treatment that you may need. I don't think they're going to like, you know, broadcast that, but check your insurance, um, before you start paying all this money for in, in vitro fertilization treatment, because you'll be surprised that your insurance will cover most, if not all of your treatments, because for us, it did. We hardly we hardly had to come out of our pocket until the very end because my husband had changed jobs. But thank God at that time, uh, insurance had covered all of our 100% of our um, treatments and doctor visits and, and all that stuff. So just want to say, make sure you check your insurance um, when it comes to in vitro fertilization. You'll be surprised that they cover that stuff. And I just can't stress that enough, um, but do that. So anyway, we, um, where was I? So we, um, yeah, he did the artificial insemination. I told him, I said, look, we need to be a little bit more aggressive. My husband is, is going to be losing his, in, his insurance, good insurance. So we need to 
you know, ramp this up. So she told me, she said, you know, well, we can do IVF. It's 50-50, what have you. Um, there's a 50-50 chance of getting pregnant. Bam. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Whew. I did not know. Everything that came with um, IVF treatments, uh, the constant um, doctor visits that you have to, to go through, like two to three visits a year, I mean, um, a week. I did not, I didn't know that I was in for that. And at the time I was working, um, at Regis hair salon, but my boss was very kind and she understood exactly what I was going through. Um, and so she was very lenient with me or, or us, us at the time. So, um, we started our treatments and, I'm not going to go into how, you know, how like details, details what the treatment treatments were like, but I can tell you that it was, um, it was very emotional, very emotional for Kevin and I both, um, because here we are thinking, you know, it's like when you think that you have all this time in the world and you're like, okay, yeah, I can get pregnant. You know, I'm young, I'm fertile, you know, my egg's still good because I'm young and that kind of stuff. And we just thought, you know, well, when we got ready, we was going to have kids. Not that we were um, protecting ourselves from even having children. We just thought, you know, whenever we decide, put in our mind that we wanted to have children, it was going to happen. But it did not happen that way. I mean, it didn't happen that way at all. Um, but anyway, we, we finally started the IVF treatments and it was an emotional roller coaster, an emotional roller coaster. But I tell you this, I'll do it all over again if I have to. I truly would. We went through all these treatments. Uh, we started back in 2004. Uh, we went through almost, almost two years of trying. So, if you're going, if you're having, uh, going through the process of trying to get pregnant, like either way, Clomid, in vitro fertilization, whatever else they have new out there, don't, don't give up. I know it's hard because it was very hard for us. Um, because the first time that she retrieved the, the, um, the embryos for me. So what they do is when they take your eggs out, they they mix and i may not be saying this right but they mix my husband's sperm with my eggs which then becomes embryos and so they put these embryos on ice in a petri dish or on ice they freeze them um and they freeze them for when your your body is ready to retrieve or receive the embryos so in that process i had to um I had to, they had to prepare my body to receive the embryos. And the way that they did that is by me taking medicine um, and shots every day, I think for three weeks at a time that we did this for. So I would give my shot, myself shots, or Kevin would give me shots every day. I would take medicine every day, some type of medicine every day. I would go uh, and see the doctor at least three times a week. They would test my blood and see where my levels were, that kind of stuff. And so we would go through that process for three three to four weeks at a time. And then when it was my body, they thought my body was ready to receive the eggs. Then I would um, 
go another week or so, and then I would go back and I can remember going there and, you know, excited, scared, nervous, all at the same time. And they um, they put the, the eggs or the embryos inside of me, and I had to lay there for about 15 minutes with my back down and body up to the air. Um, but we did not get pregnant. We had to wait at least two weeks to see if we got, you know, pregnant, if it worked, that kind of stuff. And I was so, when I was, I can remember being at work and I was at work, you know, I knew the day today, that day was the day that I was going to find out if I was pregnant or not. They tell you not to take pregnancy tests, but I did. Um, and I, and, and the pregnancy test, it was negative, but a lot of times they can tell by blood. So I still had some hope. And when they told me that I was, when I was at work, when they called and they told me that I wasn't, I was, you know, not pregnant, I was I was done. I told my boss, I said, I need to go home. I can't stay here. I can't take this. I can't look at everybody. I need to go home. And uh, I was so upset. I was mad with God. I cussed. Uh, I cried. I screamed. Um, everything. Because I, I, I wanted to be a mother so bad. I felt like if I cannot become a mother, then there is no use or no sense for me, you know, being a woman. Like, why am I here? What am I existing for if I cannot give the one thing that only a woman can give, and that's birth? Now, I know women who don't want kids. They may not feel that way, but for me, because my desire was to be a mother, I felt less than, you know. I felt like my world was going to come crumbling down. I had doubts. I, I asked my husband, I said, you know, if I can't give you babies... What are you going to do? Are you going to leave me? You know, I mean, I, I don't blame you if you do, because I can't give you the one thing that I know you want from me. And he looked at me like, are you crazy? <laughs> you are absolutely crazy if you think I'm going to leave you because you can't give me a baby. Come on now. Anyway, but that's how you begin to to think like, you know, I'm not even a woman because I can't give you children. I can't give you children on my own. I, 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 can't, I can't give you a little bambino. I mean, you know, what am I? What, what are we going to do? So I think it was the medicine that just had me all messed up and confused and frustrated and hallucinating and everything else. Um, but, you know, you, those, those mind tricks, I mean, the, your mind will play tricks on you. And it did for me. And so, um, my doctor and my husband at the t- my doctor at the time and my husband was telling me, you know, let's try it again. I did not want to try it again. I would go to this fertility office and I would see the women in there, the sad faces, the crying faces, the hopeless faces. And, you know, and I know that, um, I, you know, I, when you, when you go through the process of not getting pregnant, they send you um, to a counselor, like within the the practice. They send you to a counselor so that you can talk it out and that kind of stuff. And I went to one of them, and they had women in there that had been trying to get pregnant. Like they were on their fifth try or tenth try. And I was like, oh, my God, this just cannot be me. As much as I want to give birth to a beautiful baby, I, I don't know if I can go through this 10, five, 10 times, you know? So 
it was discouraging and encouraging at the same time because I felt like I wasn't in this alone. But I had to take some time off because I had did so much to my body that um, I was just, I was a disarray. Like I didn't know if I was going to come in most of the time. So I had to, you know, do something. Um, I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't at the time. So I, I took off about two to three weeks. I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? This insurance is going to be in, uh, expiring here soon. So I need to make up my mind really quick. Um, so I gave it another shot. And But the funny thing is, is that I told my doctor at the time, I said, um, you know what? You only gave me two embryos and I had about 30 of them. You need to put more in there. You need to stock me up. Um and get me pregnant. Stock me up with the embryos. What you keeping them for? They're mine. Stock me up. And she said, you know, you're young. I can't do that. I can only give you two. Are you kidding me? You gave me two last time and it didn't work. Not one of them took. So my doctor and I, we went back and forth about how many embryos I wanted her to put inside me, this, that, and the other. And, um, and so I cried in front of her. I was like, I need you to put at least three. Three. Do you not understand that my husband's insurance is going to be expiring really soon? And if we don't get pregnant, I don't know how we're going to do this. I need you to put at least three. And she looked at me and she said, Miss Locks, I cannot do that to you. Do you know what happened to Octomom? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, that's that's right. I, I sobered up really quick. Um, but anyway, I'm joking, but she did not put me uh, three. She only gave me two, two embryos. And at the time, I was like, you know what, whatever, whatever. So we went through the whole process again of the shots, of the pills, of the doctor's appointments, of everything. We went through it all over again. I was so frustrated at this point. When it was time for me to retrieve the um or receive the embryos again, and the doctor, uh, the assistant, I believe, came in and was like, "Hey, we have uh, we defrosted two, and I'm like, we defrosted two, and you hear like defrost, you think, well, what are we throwing out, chicken, you know? Um, I was like, oh, that just did not sound right, but anyway." We defrosted two. One of them looks, uh, you know, okay. The other one just perfect. I said, well, the last two you told me was perfect and it didn't take. So whatever you defrosted, just um, let it thaw out in me. So, no, you don't need to go in and re-defrost re or defrost anything new. Just, just whatever. So I'm just frustrated at this point, point ready to get it over with. So, um... The story gets good, y'all. I, I, they, you know, put the egg embryos inside of me and <sighs> I had to wait again another two weeks before I found out. They told me not to take a pregnancy test. And of course, you know, I didn't listen. Um, but at this point, I kind of knew that I was pregnant because all of a sudden I went to put something around my stomach and it didn't fit the same. What I didn't know, though, um, 
is that I was pregnant with twins. I didn't know that. So went back to the doctor. Well, the night before I took a pregnancy test, I screamed <laughs> like I finally got pregnant. Right. I screamed. I said, Kevin, I said, I didn't use up all four pregnancy sticks in here. I need you to go back to Walgreens and give me another box of pregnancy sticks. This time, find some maybe with 10 in the box. I got to keep, I got to note that this is real. And so he went back to the store, got some more, and I peed on every last one of them. And I was pregnant, y'all. Let me tell you, that was like one of the most happiest days of my life. Um, because I knew that I wanted to have and we had worked so hard to get there. Um, so we went to the, the, the hospital the following day and I was already happy. So they can probably tell that I had already taken a pregnancy test. Like, you know, you cheated, but, um, went there, took the pregnancy test. They test, they actually, um, did the test through my blood and so he he came out and uh, he was telling me, no, no, no. So I left and I was going to find out, I think a day or so later that I was pregnant. Well, I was, at the time, you know, th their center was open on Sunday. So they they called me. I left church early, y'all. I was sitting in church. I couldn't contain myself. I left church early because they say it was going to give me a call like around 12 noon. So I left church because I needed to know, like, I didn't want to be in church and I, and they tell me that I'm pregnant and, or not. And I just start screaming. So I remember being on the highway going home and I got the call and it said, you're going to be a mother. And I just screamed. I screamed so loud on the top of my lungs. So that Monday or Tuesday, I went in, Kevin and I, um, to, you know, to talk it over, whatever. And then he said, you know, your blood test was kind of high. Your, your pregnancy test, the numbers were kind of high. I didn't know what that meant. So anyway, we went there and they did a sonogram and they said, you're not pregnant with... No, they were doing it. It was like, oh, his baby. And it was like, uh, he's another baby. I was like, what? <laughs> if you could have saw the look on my husband's face, like it was, it was priceless. I I always if if you know me and we've talked about children before I got pregnant I always wanted twins because twins run in my family. Now, I had help getting them through IVF, but twins still run in my family. So, I was shocked, but I was so elated and I was so happy and it was just it was a moment that I had been waiting for for so long. And um yeah, we got pregnant and so um got pregnant with the twins and uh had a had a good pregnancy. I did I did have I did threaten I was threatened to miscarriage once, but everything turned out wonderful. Had them at uh seven almost eight months. They were born healthy babies. And a year later, y'all ready for this? I got pregnant again. But this time on my own, on our own, no help with in vitro, anything. I could not believe it. I was, my husband kept telling me I was pregnant. I was like, you crazy. You know I'm not pregnant. I can't get pregnant. They told me I can't get pregnant. I can't get pregnant on my own. So how, how am I pregnant? Jesus put it, put the baby there because um they told me that I couldn't get pregnant on my own. So anyway, 
got pregnant with the second baby, had a wonderful um, pregnancy with her. I went back to the fertility doctor and said, y'all say I can get pregnant, but let me look. I am pregnant. So anyway, um, had had her, had a successful pregnancy with her. And um, so if you are dealing or going through IVF, uh, Clomid, you're trying to get pregnant and, and you've had miscarriages or even if you've had abortions, that does not mean that, um, you cannot, you know, get pregnant or God is punishing you for something or whatever the case may be. I don't believe that. Just stay prayed up and, um, and stay faithful and stay encouraged and if you are going through IVF or any type of fertility treatment and it don't happen the first time, don't get your panties in all, you know, in a bunch. Just continue the process. Continue the process. It's not an easy process. It's, it's very emotional for you and your, your spouse. It's very emotional. But I'm here to tell you that you it can happen. And I had, you know polycystic ovarian syndrome that's what they diagnosed me with but after having the twins I guess my body regulated itself and also when you have PCOS you don't not only do you not ovulate but you don't get a period and if you do it's every so often and that's how it was for me I went years without a period I mean 10 plus years without a cycle ever happening and I didn't know why you know at the time but if you're having those issues, if you're not getting pregnant, I mean, if you're not having cycles or something like that, something could like PCOS be wrong with you. And I'm not going to say it's an, it's an easy fix, but it's a fix. So I just want to encourage you, like if you are, you know, trying to get pregnant and that kind of stuff and, and don't shy away from um, um, what's that? adoption because if I couldn't get pregnant that was one of the things that for sure for sure we were going to do we had talked about doing but um yeah I just want to give you my story about uh PCOS and in vitro fertilization just don't give up if you're out there and you're trying to get pregnant just don't give up and please check to see if you have uh insurance that cover IVF you would be surprised Anyway, we now have two 13-year-olds, the twins, Hannah and Kevin, and we have baby girl, Naomi. She's 11, and it, they have been a, a wonderful blessing to our lives. I mean, I was just telling Kevin just yesterday, I said, you know, I cannot believe that I'm a mother. Even after 13 years, it's still really hard for me to believe that I'm a mom because of what I've been told and because of the things that I had to go through in order to get get to where I am right now as far as the mother goes um so yeah it is it is very possible to get pregnant even after having your appendix removed and epidectomy it is very possible and it's very possible if you have PCOS to get pregnant um so if you if you're having those issues and those struggles just know that it can be done and I've been there and I am rooting for you, and I am praying for you. I'm praying that God would strengthen you um, in your efforts. I pray that God would send you the right doctors. Um, I 
I visited Dr. Kathleen Duty, I think it's her and her husband, and I believe they are still practicing out in Irvine. Um, it's called the Infertility Center, I believe, and her name is Kathleen Duty, and her husband um, also practiced with her. I am plugging them in, but you know, they don't know that I'm doing this, but they were a success to me and a couple other women that I know. So if you're looking for a doctor, just check them out. Kathleen Duty and her husband in Irvin, Texas. So I'm praying for you. And I pray that God would um, bless you guys with uh, beautiful kids and a beautiful pregnancy and a beautiful family. And I pray that he would get you through whatever struggles you're going through right now, especially when it comes to conceiving. So be blessed. Stay hopeful and stay prayed up.